On Jackass Forever on Blu-ray today, Johnny Knoxville and the Jackass gang are back with new friends and celebrity guest stars for the most hilarious, outrageous pranks and dangerous stunts ever. The brand new movie is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and critics are calling it the best jackass yet. Own it now on Blu-ray and get bonus, never-before-seen stunts rated R from Paramount Pictures. Running low on energy, long days and even longer nights, tired of all the other energy drinks and bars promise you a lot and never delivering, need to make it through work, but want a product that can keep up with your busy lifestyle, want no longer, try Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls, the balls that are so smooth and with a load of nutrients and vitamins to really get you up and bouncing off the walls, made with all natural ingredients and healthy junk to satisfy even the pickiest eater. Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls are sold everywhere where you buy your junk. And now, for those who want that extra kick in the butt, comes Chef's Heavy Duty Chocolate Salty Balls with 120% more caffeine than the leading brand. Disclaimer, this product has not been approved by the FDA or World Health Association. Warning, this product is not intended for consumption by children, elderly people, or women who are pregnant, or may become pregnant. You might even get pregnant. Do you like your pancakes patted, your biscuits buttered, your cakes fluffy? Then you should get Mother Butters. I put that on everything. Pasta, veggies, rice, and everything nice. Mother Butters will get you right. Oh yeah, GMO free, and for those who are vegan, Mother Butters has a non-dairy option. That's right, there's enough Mother Butters for everyone to enjoy. Get Mother Butters from your local grocery store. Hey, man! What you doing in my kitchen? Uh, in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name is Super Black. Uh, imagine that, a future that's super black. Long as your skin brown, your superpowers intact. What would your powers be? Just hope it ain't super whack. Spatial manipulation, create a portal that's black. Maybe just super speed, time travel to run it back. Or cheat manipulation to keep my spirit intact. As I encounter evils the world face, demons the world makes. I needed the world to stay. Rest in peace with Chadwick, they killed all the Black Panthers Told us white lies, I still marvel at black answers Suits in D.C., pray it lead to a civil war It ain't no Justice League, what's the need to be civil for? Propelled like the juggernaut, it's clear ain't no stopping this The world in grave danger, who can stop the apocalypse? They killed all the heroes, the new ones don't really care But if you need me, put your fist up in the air Yeah, in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name is Super Black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name is Super Black. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Blurred's Eye View. Northeast Ohio favorite three uh, threesome, blurred threesome that you'd actually like. Uh, if you're listening to us right on your podcast, be sure to 
follow us on YouTube as well. Hit that notification bell and get the latest in Blurred news. And if you're watching us right now, don't forget to subscribe to us on Twitch, which is Blurred Zide 1, YouTube, and like I mentioned earlier, and you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts, including iHeartRadio and now Opulence, Opulence Radio. So what's going on, DC? Mm, camera seems uh, beautiful. Finish. Why does your camera look so weird? <laughs> what is right. going? Yeah, it looks weird. Let me fix that. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It looks awkward. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, what's been going on with you, man? Cool. Other than it sounded like you were speaking Spanish. Hmm. Minute, I, 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 I took French. I never together. took. I never. T- <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I took French and I failed that. So, merci beaucoup. That's fermé la bouche. And uh, je m'appelle Christophe. Hey, we got Groovy in the building. What's going on, Groovy? Groovy, a big supporter of the show. Uh, we have a special guest with us tonight, uh, CJ, the music god. What's happening, baby? Hey, yo, hey, yo. What up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been loving what you've been doing over there on your uh, React videos, man, with dope stuff. Well, I am official now. I am monetized and all. Um, I went from on May 8th. I had 837 subscribers. I am now at 9,357 subscribers. That's what's up, man. That is so what's up. I was like, what's up? Like, I put a video up 36 hours ago and I woke up like the next morning, like eight hours later, and I had like 55,000 views. And I was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> That one kind of caught you, like whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. So yeah, like that one just caught. Like I was like, damn, okay, this this dude obviously got some fans or something because they was on that one. So yeah, I was so, like, you uh, know what? But I've been checking out. You talking about the guy who was playing the guitar? That which was yeah, Alipa. Yeah, that was dope. I liked what he was doing. I'm like, oh, dude, he is man. so flawless, man. Like his he plays like he's not even trying. But the little things about his style, it's so technical, you like almost miss it. Like in that video where he pulled that that slide hammer on, like yeah. it was so fast, you almost missed it. But it, that is like one of the most difficult things of that whole song. Yeah, and the guy who wrote the song, John Petrucci, is a master guitar player. And he does it on electric guitar with harmonics. So to do it on an acoustic guitar is it showed it showed his skill level is yeah insane. like dude is just crazy and all kinds of dude he's got like Queen covers and uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal Hotel California got original stuff I mean the dude is just a phenomenal guitar player and yeah I need to check this guy out because when yeah. I seen him on there I was like yo that's that's some dope stuff and he's doing he doesn't want to be famous he's a forklift operator and he also <laughs> doesn't. He only does it just for something to do. He's had like six figure offers to go on tour and perform these huge shows. And he turns them down because he doesn't want to be famous. He just, he wants to just be him, which is crazy. He's a bit bit too humble. 
Be too mean, humble? Dude, you know what? I get it. Because I'm going to tell you, at 15 years old, I had one plan in life. I was going to be a rock star. My grandpa said, you need a backup plan. My backup plan, I was going to be a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> I went through it, got the band together, got a record label interested. We went out on tour. We were actually on tour with Pantera. And after about a week and a half, five guys in a 15-foot cargo van traveling to the south, we pulled over on the side of a road in Louisiana. And at that point, we were going to go home or we were going to go to prison for murder because mm-hmm. <laughs> we were tired, hot, sleeping in the parking lot of Walmart, sharing a happy meal between five people because we were making no money. It is not- lifestyle. Bro, <laughs> I'm gonna say it is not for the week. It is yeah. not for the week. That is, so that's a traveling style. You can't. That's 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 not a traveling you know, style. You want to um, adopt? I sooner. learned. I learned. I brought my ass home and I went to truck driving school. <laughs> that was my dream of being a rock star. Yeah. Like, Fuck so. Man, right? We go. We gonna get right into it. All right. If you tuned into the show, the show last week, which YouTube kind of blocked, hate us. But if you see this on YouTube <laughs> or on Twitch, Vince uh, is your fire. <laughs> I think Vince got enough problems on his hands with uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi walking off. So, uh... well, the story behind that is crazy because apparently they weren't getting the respect they felt they deserved, and then they had right. like eight hours to rehearse, and then the people they're supposed to be fighting they didn't feel comfortable with. Um, mm-hmm. Even though it's all scripted and rehearsed, they were supposed to win. They just didn't feel safe. Um, it so was this something Friday, else. Something is missing. To, uh, Which is crazy because the report says the people that they didn't want to work with was Becky Lynch and Asuka. Which is... Yeah. Well, why the like hell would you not want to work with Asuka? Like, Asuka's never injured anyone. Becky's never injured anyone. They don't have a history of that. You know, in... My bigger question was Sasha kind of, eh. But with Naomi... What kind of position has this put Jimmy in now? Right. Because oh, now Jimmy Jimmy either got to support his wife and go against WWE or got to support his job and go against his wife. But he's in the well, spot either way. Like, if, he, if, he, if he's I a mean, smart he'll man. Be back, he'll be back Friday on SmackDown to explain what happened. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if it was a shoot or a work, but we're gonna find out Friday. Yeah, I don't think so. it's a shoot. I think there's probably legitimate issues that it was handled wrong. And they thought they were doing the right thing, but they're kind of up against well, they've been having some issues bigger. as of as of late with a lot of their roster. Anyway. Yeah, you know, so it, you I mean, know it's I mean, it's yeah. not like okay, like tonight's show is the attitude era part two. And we know that the WWE, WWF, however you affectionately know it as, has always had some behind the scenes issues. Politics. You know, po- yeah, exactly. Politics, scenes, money, oh, you know, too. yeah, for, yeah, it was. You know, there was some, there was some skits or storylines that I, I don't know how they got away with. It was a different time. Yeah, that we know that, but I mean, it was oh, we um, so we talked about 
last week we talked about like some of the greatest uh, promos, you know, Rock was up there, you know, Triple H was up there, you know, some of the funniest moments and some of the most insane grocery fights and Stone Cold consistently whooping Vince's ass, which is always gold to me when you get slapped upside the head with a bedpan, you know, that's just funny. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, but CJ, we're going to start with you. Okay. During that, during that era, what was some moments that really stood out to you or storylines that you're just like, okay, that was good. Because as we all know, there's wrestling is scripted. It's scripted. But, you know, people say it's fake. It's not really fake. You know, you're still yeah. taking hits. You're still taking falls. I mean, like, like this, like this right here, this yeah. right here to me, you can't script that. Well, to that, a certain degree, anyway. Hell, <laughs> you said you can only script to a degree. You know, yeah, that particular. You can script, script it, but exec- scripting it and executing it—a totally different thing. Is totally is the thing like, like Shane jumping off the Everything? the yeah. the, <laughs> the monitor, the whatever they called that oh, big hell. big ass thing. Um, when he did with the big cell. Okay, you can say, okay, Shane's going to take the big dive. But that's still 40 foot that he's falling. Now, no matter how long you could, yeah. On Big Show's end of it, even as a big dude, you still got a 200-pound Shane coming at you from 40 feet that you have to essentially break yourself for. Okay? Um. JBL when him and Ron Simmons were the APA going all the way back even before that uh to the NWA days with the Russians the Koloffs yeah there is no way to properly brace for that JBL clothesline or for that Nikita Koloff clothesline that Russian sickle that thing was they were vicious so even the toughest dudes are still going to get injured in the execution of that. And then things go wrong. Triple H tearing his hamstring when he's on the desk that time because it was slippery. His foot went out from underneath him. Um, Rob Van Dam, the only serious injury that Rob Van Dam had in his career, all of the crazy, insane crap that Rob Van Dam did, the only major injury was his broken leg, which he sustained or you know, got from a baseball slide under the bottom rope. Yeah, yeah. Which is a, a basic move. I think the most tragic thing we've actually, I mean, I don't even want to say you've seen, but I, I have to commend the ca- camera crew at that time for like, it was a snap, like, okay, we knew something was wrong was when Owen Hart yeah. fell. When that harness broke and he yeah. fell, that was probably, like I said, I got to commend the camera crew because, you know, you have thousands and thousands of people live yeah. watch you know there watching and it and we're not even t- counting the people at home at that said yeah. time who have had and that's the worst watching. case scenario like that's yeah the worst of the worst case like they're trained okay somebody's injured you do this but you don't train for that you don't prepare for that you don't expect that to ever happen um the fact that it hasn't happened other than that, with all the time Sting did it and all the time Owen did it and the other people, um, 
you know, in ECW, all of the dives that the Dudleys, Spike oh, especially, took off that balcony. All of the crazy crap that Hamas, or, um, was it not Homicide, um, New Jack. New Jack, oh, and God, yeah. All the crap that New Jack and Sabu did. The fact that somebody didn't die from that is miraculous because I mean, let, hey, new, let new Jack tell it. <laughs> that was legit, though. Yeah, he, he I mean, damn that man, off the wrestling with a legit broken leg. Yeah, you know. So, I, so you mentioned you mentioned the Dudley Boys because this is something uh-huh. else that was on the docket. This was probably one of the best times for tag teams. Mm-hmm. You had the Dudley Boys. You you had let me pull some of their pictures up. If I got them, I should have them. Yeah, you had the you had the Dudley Boys. You well, had the Dudley Boys, and there's the police. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you had the Dudley Boys. You had the had you had the Hardy Boys. Yeah, you know, you had Lita, who was always kind of like she wouldn't even third wheel. She she really stepped up the plate. You know, you had these two knuckleheads. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Still can't remember. Like some Should of the stuff that nation, nation of domination. And, the yep. warning to them two. Yeah, exactly. But dink and doink. We're not even going there. But <laughs> so, but I mentioned we had said last week that you know we had favorite tag teams, and I said, you know, I said the Dudley boys, they were pretty, you know, coming from ECW, like you mentioned, and watching just how insane the level mm-hmm. of intensity between them whenever they had a match uh christian and edge testing edge yep the hardy boys those made great tag team matches well they took it to another level they were they were allowed to do stuff that is well let me rephrase that they created stuff that is expected of take teams now and there were take teams that did things then that you simply couldn't do now um take teams such as um and i've got i'm looking at a massive list because one of my brackets that i have coming up for my show is the greatest take team wrestlers (laughs) and we'll put 64 of the best in there randomly generated in just free for all um but you had uh, groups like the Briscoes, uh, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, uh, the Valiant Brothers, um, um, Briscoe and um, or uh, Brody and and and, and Hanson, Stu Hanson. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. You had um, the Blackjacks, who they were just tough dudes. There wasn't a lot of finesse to what they did. They got in the ring. They beat the piss out of each other, okay? <laughs> and they made it look good. The piss, the um, blood, the tears, the yeah. everything they can get out of you, they was going to do it. And then it evolved to you had, um, you know, Tully and Arn. Um, you had groups that were tough, but they, the Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, who they were tough, but they did stuff too that was more high risk and they made it exciting. And then teams like Edge and Christian come along and 
and the Hardy Boys, and they upped it even more, you know, to the point where they brought in sort of a Lucha style. And, you know, it wasn't just about the, I guess, the technical side of it, um, but it was, there was this sort of reckless abandon that it could go off the rails at any time. And it led to things like the ladder matches, uh, Edge spearing Jeff Hardy off of the ladder um, as he grabbed the title. Um, you know, I mean, there's so many great moments that um, Rob Van Dam and Sabu together, you yeah, know, had. definitely a major tag. Major human highlight reels is, is what, yeah. you know, Taz used to go. They were, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were giving you a show. Yeah. They were giving um, you a show. You know, you had uh, Paul London and Brian Kendrick for a long time. It's still the longest reigning tag team champions of all time, even though 95% of people won't even remember Kendrick and London. <laughs> um, you know, they were phenomenal because they just put it all on the line and right. really were innovative in ways that you kind of take for granted now because now everybody does what they were doing there but hadn't been done before. Um, so, D, so well, so DC, what do you? I can't remember who your favorite tags were, but what were your standouts? Oh, the Rock and Sock Connection. Okay. Hell yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Entertainment. I, I was, when I was watching wrestling, I wasn't watching for technical and you know moves <laughs> and was he doing. You know, what I'm saying the the Kamigachi crush. I wasn't looking for technicality. I was looking for right. pure entertainment. So for me, and the Rock, Mankind, they gave me some of the best moments. Like, The Rock, This yep. Is Your Life, and his old teacher <laughs> came out. You know what I mean? And the whole Do You Like Pie situation, man. Like, that was, for me as a kid growing up, that was my wrestling. I wasn't looking for moves, holds, or, you know, who was the champion. I was looking for pure who can entertain me and keep my attention. And it yeah. was Rock, uh, Stone Cold, of course. But as far as tag teams, Rock and Sock Connection, as far as pure entertainment, if we're talking about like pure, just like athleticism, just crazy, just beat ass, and you know what I'm saying, have a good time. APA. Oh shit! Yeah. Farouk yeah, was the fucking. They would beat your ass, go drink a beer, and then beat some more ass. A- APA and New Age Outlaws were the two that I always wanted to see. APA because you knew what was coming, and New Age Outlaws was because they had that intro, you know. Oh, you yeah. didn't know, and you had a call. Yeah, <laughs> dude, my internet radio show for eight years—that was the opening of it—is that little segment, and then I enters, you know, cut it with a bunch of other stuff. But that was, to me, one of the greatest things until Cass and Enzo come along, because, dude, there are those wrestlers who, they're great technical wrestlers but their mic skills suck aj styles yeah 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 Rick and there are those guys roman reigns don't even get me going on roman oh. <laughs> I, i'm so sick i'm so sick of roman <laughs> um anywho you have the guys like stone cold and rock who skill set was limited but charisma beyond Anything. And then you got your guys who could do both. Mm. The Miz. Even though you hate the Miz, you can't deny the dude is a great tech wrestler and he can put asses in the seat. Um, 
And then you got those guys who are just meant to be on the mic. Enzo. Look, is Enzo ever going to be a championship wrestler? No. But is there a better guy to hand a microphone to that is entertaining as shit between running around like a damn chicken and the way he speaks? Enzo was born for that, bro. Like, he just, you know. See, now, I wanted one of them t-shirts that was like, what do we have here? A couple of haters? Yeah. A haters. <laughs> you know? But I'm saying, if, if Enzo isn't a wrestler, straight up. If Favor Fave ever retires, that's Chuck D's hype man. Yeah. <laughs> I was so saying, he told yeah, I can honestly say album, that. So. Yeah, I can honestly but say then, that as far as person with uh, as a wrestler with Mike skills at that time, at that time, mm-hmm. it's it. I'm in and, and DC knows it. He, it's it's the Rock. It's if yeah. it's somebody who came into the game, yeah. you know, as Rocky Maivia, he yeah. what third generation, yeah, third generation, yeah, and. Just finding his his zone, and once mm-hmm. he found his zone, well, his that, story is tragic to start. Like people, yeah, this is true. Like he had to, he had to he endure. Had, he had death threats. Like people ride, yeah. die, Rocky died. Just check. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they, yeah. Like he, he had, had to, to endure. Like he was to, not. Yeah. He was not liked. He was not liked coming in. Yeah. That well, game. that's because because Vince has this innate thing where he. Like that's why Roman wasn't liked in the beginning, uh, you know. Yeah. After the after the shield split, he has this thing where he likes these big guys, the you know the big strong guys. And he wants to push these these people, and when you try to get them top billing too fast, and you try to force feed them to the fans, it doesn't always work out. Like you can't no. force feed everybody to everybody. Like he was yeah. trying to spoof feed. Oh, he's third generation and. He's Samoan and this and that, and then he was—he's a handsome guy and he's athletic, and they just really. Roman is, I think, it's like, like fourth generation, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. mean that whole family is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I'm not gonna it is for real. But my Uzuna, the fucking Rikishi, Umaga, the Uso, my biggest... the Rock, Tamia, fucking Tamina, uh, fucking yeah Nia Jax, like in the thing and the connections is, is yeah, crazy solo. The, the, the crazy. uso's younger brother is in uh, NXT. Yeah, it's like solo sika is yeah is there and now there's a, and there's more behind but more than that there's yeah. some in other places you got you got gorilla gorillas of destiny which is haku's yeah. kids um and he's they're all family yeah i mean the whole I mean, it's right now, you know, i know when crazy. i last heard i know when i last heard rock's oldest daughter Yep. She's trying to Danny is, is, is training. Danny yeah. is, yeah, Danny is is training to be, you know. And that's here's here's the, the pro and con of that. You know, the pro is obviously it's another another generation. The con of that is is you've got to live up to that legacy. Right. That's the problem. You know, like so they're expecting that same energy yeah, like, that her father you know, brings. And sometimes to try to carry that name. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, okay, you're the you know, you're the daughter of Tully Blanchard. Okay, you're you're the daughter of a legend, but it's a legend who is yeah. a legend. You know, when you're a Charlotte Flair or mm-hmm. a Danny Johnson or a Cody Rhodes. That's a whole different level of pressure. Pressure yeah. because you're not just living up to the name of a legend, you're living up to the name of the legends. Okay. Yeah. 
So if you drop that ball, it just you know bad. you're gonna get yeah. even worse. You're, you're almost yeah, you're almost tarnishing the name. You're yeah, like, the name. it's it's like being the the it's like being the child of a rock star in a, in a sense oh. of you know it's really a, a horrible position to be in. Okay, you're Bob Dylan's kid. It's 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 worse all the way around. Like imagine being LeBron's son or 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 or. Or fucking who's a pillar? Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan's son failed. Yeah. UFC, he went to UFC and thought he was gonna be because he's a Jordan, it yeah. was gonna give him no. It's like Shaq, yeah. I like Shaq the way he treated his kids, Deion Sanders too. He's like, just because yeah. y'all got Earn my it. last name, y'all still gotta work for it. Yep. Y'all might go to he his kids go to his school, but they still gotta earn playing time, they yep. still gotta like they still gotta do and the thing, and they should, man. Like you gotta, you can't show that favoritism. You, you don't, don't dues. expect. Yeah, exactly. and that's what that's exactly. what happened to the Rock. People felt he didn't pay his dues. He just came into the WWE, trained, and they almost they put him into an intercontinental match at SummerSlam, like his first match ever. Like yeah, I remember dues, that. And I a remember. lot of people resented that, and the fans did too. It's like who you got this poo butt out here, this. This new dude, and we got wrestlers who we didn't we we didn't fell in love with. We've been rooting for, and then this new guy just come get a shot like that. He ain't been here longer than a cup of tea. But see, he flipped it in his favor. Favor, yeah. I think he had to. He had no choice. He had to. Yeah. They don't like he me. Had to flip they it. hate me. They want me to die. Yeah. I'm going to use that against them. Die, rock and die. Well, fuck you. Yeah, and he endured a lot to get to that point. Whether it was the Mayavia thing which is something he never wanted he didn't want the Maya via name yeah, he, he um, and even the nation of domination and then they had been another one you know and they turned them back and forth like what 365 times during that era like you didn't know at what point he was a good guy and a bad guy it just kind of lost oh, yeah, the author- uh, not the authority it was the uh um, was it the i know what you I think it was the authority. But he was aligned yeah. with Shane and Vince. Yeah, and that. you yeah. had the authority yeah. and you had the corporation and you had the corporation. That's what it was. Rock. The corporation. The corporation. Yeah, like you had you know, the domination corporation. It kind of lost meaning in that sense, but he was always a great performer. You knew like when him and Austin were together. Oh, you were getting gold. They were it was gonna be the best you were going to see, you know. Stone Cold and, the Rock, Triple H in the Rock, Triple H Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Yeah. I mean, at the I time, did. Shawn Michaels, when, when Triple yeah. H was, uh, yeah, at that time. Uh, you know, shot, Eddie Guerrero. When Vince was tripping over his dick, basically. You know, yeah. my biggest pet peeve right now with WWE programming isn't even the storylines. It's the fact that they've hit a point where finishing moves don't mean anything now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It used to be Randy's RKO. That was the move. Bam, the legend killer. It was over. Absolutely. Now, this stunner, last match. The stunner, the people's elbow, yeah. the, the sock, you know, you know these things, the claw, the choke slam, the, the, yeah. the power Now driver, you the power everyone driver. kicking out of them. It's like they don't even mean anything. And it's like, why have a finishing move if everyone's just going to kick out of it? Why is Roman going to kick out of three RKO's and then win with a spear. And not even a good spear, not even a Goldberg spear or a or a oh, crusher man. spear, but just a mediocre spear. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. You're you're an annoyer. Get a better freaking <laughs> move. Okay, the Usos have an 
arsenal <laughs> of freaking moves that they can pull off. Solo has an arsenal of moves he can pull off. That entire family always had an arsenal. Roman's got like three moves. Like, why are you just kind of so, locking yourself in this box? So let's talk about it. Let's talk. You mentioned the finishing moves. Who has, from an attitude era, and we start with GDC, who had the best finishing move? If you take your favorite wrestling, because I know it's The Rock. <laughs> so if you had a second choice, who would it be? Me? People's elbow? <laughs> no. No, if you had to take if you had to pick a second choice. A second. I can't pick nut rock for nothing. <laughs> no, because I because I already know it's going. I know that's the I, I know that's your hit. I'll tell you who I thought had the best finishing move. Um he was kind of short-lived. Um I think he might have been just a hair above before the attitude era. Um, but what I always thought was the most devastating finishing move, uh, that was one man game. That Damn, front face suplex, there. you know that that that, that freaking suplex where he picked you up and just slammed you forward on your face and falling forward. Um, I always thought that was one of the greatest. I always moves. thought he was going to break somebody's neck. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, that's how bad it was. <laughs> the other one um, was actually uh, TNA was the the Canadian Crippler the or the whatever that damn move is that Petey Williams oh, created the. The, oh, the, the fucking like flipping thing. Yeah. Oh, that was fucking yeah. Dead. Yeah. That, yeah. Move? that was nuts. Yeah. When Bad Bunny yeah. pulled that off there the, the, a few months ago, dude, that was like crazy because here's a dude who, like, two months of training, he's pulling off one of the most technical <laughs> finishing moves there is. Like, this is a, a, you know, that's a hard ass move to do, dude. Like, um, and there were moves that just they looked better than they were. Um, yeah, you know, there's a hundred versions of the stunner so or the RKO. Yeah, I was gonna um, say the stunner and the in the ankle yeah. submission, people would sell the hell out of. Yeah, like I always thought <laughs> he had the best version of that, the diamond cutter. Like he just, yeah. he just his was more explosive. It kind of just uh, happened and. Happen. <laughs> um, so okay, so what was your? Cutter. It felt lazy when he did it. Like it just it's because like it, it was because it lay down. Like Randy Orton, his feels like it has more explosiveness to me. Like it has Ooh. more venom in it. Like I don't. But I remember like when he first started. Well, if I have had to pick a finish move, I mean, pick two. I'll, and I'll let you have. I'll, and you can pick. You can pick the rock if you want. No, but you can't go two, wrong with two. a good stunner. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I gotta go back to attitude here because I know he was just there last week. But I, there was so many moves that you know he had, like the fucking Dominator from Farouk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Pearl River Plunge from Ahmed Johnson. Uh, I mean, a good clothesline from Hell always stopped a good match. Yeah. <laughs> It did. Like you ever seen the motherfucker get flipped inside out? That's the move to do it. Like, and, and, and that's the thing to me. To me, the best finishing move, or one that was always my favorite, and the one that terrified me as a kid, going back to the early days, Nikita Koloff with that Russian sickle. Oh yeah, dude. When Nikita hit you with that sickle, it was over, bro. It was just like, bam, you know. And 
Rick had a good version of it. Scott had a good version of it, but it was nowhere near what Nikita had. Like Nikita's, and then Nikita come out, you know, he had that Russian angle during the time when the Russians were bad guys. Yeah. And then yeah. Nikita was just like all the time. And Nikita scared the shit out of me, bro. Cause he was just, you know, he looked like he was there to just to shit on everything you owned, you know? Um, and he's a freaking minister now. He has like a Christian wrestling <laughs> um, in North Carolina. Like the flatliner. Ah, uh, yes. It's, it's, it evolved into uh, Sister Abigail a little bit. But yeah. like the original flatliner yeah. was, was good. Uh, yeah. Who was that? Rick and Mortis and um, shit. The 3D when it first, when the Dudleys first had the 3D was innovative. You know, and now it's kind of just like, okay, you got all kinds of people who do it. It's, you know, I mean, there were just, like I said, there's stuff that happened during that era. It's taken for granted now because you've seen it so much and everyone does it now. You know, you, you're, you're, you're right. And you're right. It's, you're right. When you see, when you look at wrestling now, the finishing moves aren't even the stars anymore. Right. It's not the thing that hypes people up. It seems yeah. like the hype up is the getting into the ring and the showboating and the flare and the flash and the bang. And it's not, it's not, it's not the same. Yeah. There used to it, be an it, 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 where you didn't use someone else's finisher. And yeah. now that's just whatever, you know, everyone. I mean, I mean, DC mentioned some of, some of the best matches was always between like the rock and stone cold. And it was always funny because every time, the stunner was done on rock. I've never seen people sell us oversell a stunner like rock. And we still were so hyped for it because he stunned yeah. you. And somehow he ends up flipping up on the other side of his body and flipping over. And it was just like, yo, he stunned the dog shit out of the rock and then rocking in the people's elbow. You know, when yeah. you ride when you running through that ring and, and you got your little Gucci shirt on, and it's just flapping in the wind, and you slide on them on them shoes, and you drop that elbow, yeah, and it just worked. It was just the way everything was sold then, and yeah, and you had Vince know, out there just, just tell us some of this It was a different time because we wasn't <laughs> privy. We wasn't privy to a lot of the going on backstage, so a lot of the kayfabe wasn't broken like it is today. Yeah. Like, Social media and all this yeah. other stuff running wild and reality shows and all this other stuff. You didn't get an insight. You didn't know the Undertaker. You thought the Undertaker was really a dead motherfucker for like ten years because you've never seen this for motherfucker real. out of character. Yeah. So every time you see like, Undertaker, just when you thought you got rid of him, this motherfucker he'd come back up. He'd come you right know, back. Ric Flair was an asshole. Playboy he'd come asshole. right back up with that same so, look. He'd you know, come. Stone Cold was the redneck. You know, you didn't get you know. these breaking characters like you do today so we wasn't yeah. preview like i said you didn't know motherfuckers had a life outside of wrestling you thought this was who they were them yeah who they were and then, yeah. you know once we got to the the what was next the ruthless aggression era <gasps> um you know tables John ladders and chairs and, uh, the, yeah, Batista yeah. and randy orton in that era you know you started seeing a little more peaks into their life because it was written mm -hmm. in you know they would go to our house and fight a little bit more but now it's just like you can see a motherfucker walking down the street or doing a TikTok or something. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's why it's, it's different. It's more open. It's more open. Um, the yeah. tables, ladders, and chairs was always a nice addition to matches. Um, 
it 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 kind of pushed athletes in an arena that you were you weren't used to seeing them. Like seeing yeah. Shawn Michaels in a ladder's match in a ladder match for the belt. I think that killed his career. You think I think, I think so too because he because like I because his back was never seen from that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's why I'm not a fan of those. Like, yeah, well, it goes back to, you know, it goes back to what we were saying. Like, you know, you can script that all day long, but it's not. You can't. But you still got to execute those moves. Or hit that yeah. fucking ladder. That ladder. Yeah. Forgiving them. Oh no. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's in a movie. Uh, you can be the best stunt driver in the world. That shit still catches up with you. If you roll a car. You know, 14 times in a row, eventually something's gonna go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my friend is a one of the best skydiving instructors I've ever seen. And I told him, I said, you know, sooner or later, you're gonna hit the ground and die doing this, right? Ah, oh, you know, I've got 2,617 jumps, I've never had an accident. Well, 2,618. His fucking parachute failed the thing, and he hit the goddamn ground. He walked away from it. And now he's, you know, two broken legs, hip operation, a steel rod on his spine. And this asshole's like, oh, it's time to go jump out of a plane again. And I was like, are you, are you stupid? Crazy. Yeah. You know, he like. About 2018. What did you say? 2018? Like 2,618 jumps is what he had before yeah. a major accident. But it's like I told him. Before me, because I ain't jumping. Yeah. That's no, right. Your luck is going to run out. And yeah, exactly. If you've so, ever if, if you've ever watched anything with Raven, yeah, you know, Raven has a 165 IQ. One of the smartest guys to ever walk in a ring, and he spent his entire career getting hit in the head with objects. Yeah. And getting brain damage, basically. And he talks about it pretty extensively about how people would constantly tell him, why are you doing this? You could be a brain surgeon. He went to school to be a brain surgeon. And he didn't like it. He said, I liked beating people up, so I became a wrestler. Okay, great. I mean, hey, if getting head... Hitting in the head with stuff is your thing. Then do your thing. But, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, yeah. eventually so, at some point, your luck runs out. So mm-hmm. whether you're off the top rope, whether you're off the top of a cage, whether it's on a ladder, a chair, whatever, you know. Um, yeah. So would you say now to kind of pivot into – uh, uh, groundbreaking moments in the attitude area. The female wrestler, the female wrestler, you had people like China, you know, you had Sable, uh-huh. Stratus, obviously Lita, you know. Hey, don't forget Jacqueline. Ja- I don't, I didn't have a picture on me, but yeah, it's a, it was so many of them. It's so many Love Jacqueline, Jacqueline. <laughs> but <laughs> there were so many oh, now. Gail Kim, that was. A- Here's here's Tori and Lita Trish, you know, infamous bra and panties matches. That was all for the Jerry King Lawler. But um, (laughs) (laughs) 
I will honestly say that out of all these, <laughs> out of all the, like China was a devastating force. Yeah, she was a force. Lita was surprisingly athletic mm -hmm. because because uh, you know yeah I mean just when you really see because she, she didn't. It wasn't the Japanese style to America for the women. The, yes, that's what it is. And that's yeah, what it that's is. That's what I'm saying. I, was, I wasn't surprised. You, they they weren't mean, used to seeing that. Yeah. Oh, Lita refused to be boxed into the bra and panty type of thing. And she said, I can do more. And she brought that style that Japanese women had been doing for, for decades. Mm -hmm. And she just brought it and proved that women could do it and kicked the door open for them to have those matches that um, you didn't have to be built like China to have that right. match. You didn't have to, you know, you didn't have to be like, uh, you don't have to be like the couple of the glow wrestlers that were, you know, 400 pounds and just had their size. You didn't have to be like Kong, yes. you know, and just be a, a, a monster. Uh, <laughs> even though I've met her in real life, she's an absolute sweetheart. Oh, yeah. um, but don't, don't get it twisted. When Kong came through the <laughs> fucking curtain, you knew much like APA, somebody was getting their ass kicked, you know? Um, yeah. And that was amazing. Like, it was just like, hell yeah, you know? It and was, I think that's what, that's really what, for me, like, China, like I said, China was a force. She was an absolute yeah. brute. She was a brute when it mm -hmm. came to being in a ring, you know, almost a bully to the mm -hmm. to the degree. But watching Lita perform, like you said, CJ, she brought that Japanese style of wrestling, yeah. and that's what I'm like. Oh, this chick is jumping off the top rope. Yeah. She's athletic. She's doing, and but she was she was more action and less quiet. Yeah, because it wasn't her mic performance. It was a performance no. in the ring that really just kicked ass. Yeah. And I think that, like, once she really started gaining that ground, she really got it. She really got respect yeah. behind it. I mean, she could she could handle the mic work, but she wasn't, you know, she, she wasn't bad. Um, yeah. She wasn't Christian, who was another one who I think was really underrated on the mic, you know. Um, I always enjoyed Stone Cold and Christian together. Um, yeah. Christian would do his thing, and then Stone Cold would call him a creepy little bastard. And, you know, <laughs> Christian would at his face. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, you creepy little. You know, and it was it was funny. It was meant to be that hey, way. Um, he called Kurt Angle a neely mouth son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember him. It was classic moments from that era. Stone Cold with the beer truck, and then around and drove the damn milk truck out. You know, I mean, come on, dude! Like you couldn't do that by today's standards. You, there's a lot that you couldn't do. That a lot of stuff that they caused property. Yeah, they caused a shit ton of property damage. Yeah, in their time, like. You, know, you couldn't. That's, that's why I appreciated people like. That's why I appreciated squads like the Generation X, where they just like you know, and and, and it, it really was a, a fact of them not liking what the writers were doing for them, and just going against the grain. Like you know what, fuck this. 
yeah we, we can't we we don't want to do this we're not doing this we're, yeah we're, we're we're doing something totally dc i know you remember remember the time they were they had literally got in trouble for just saying anything and that they had to come out and do the apology but when they did the apology it was like double entendre and they were yeah. still goofing off yeah like I mean, stuff I mean, like that they were just like I they were just throwing... the biggest dx fan yeah <laughs> but they had some of the best moments on screen besides like Stone yeah. rock of course but mm-hmm. like the sergeant slaughter where they had the fucking face mask with the wipers on it because he talking spit in their face you know what I mean? The, the skits they did, you know what I mean? Just the- Booker T. Booker T had, you know, was another one who I don't think people I just hated that spin I hated that I hated that damn move. I hated that I hated that he called and, it. And again, I, I didn't like the move, but again, I think people really didn't appreciate how good Booker really was. Oh yeah. As a as a wrestler and as a as a character. You know, like he had that really great way of making other people look good, whether it was Stone Cold, whether it was Rock, whether it was whoever, you know, he just had a really good ability to banner back and forth with people. And, um, you know, <laughs> you didn't just say that. Tell me you <laughs> didn't say that. Say that. You know, they I mean, there's some, some things they say. And they, yeah. Like, okay. That just you know, happened. <laughs> like, he was one of them guys that I don't think really got nearly enough credit for Mm-mm. his ability. And you have it was it wasn't there like it wasn't until maybe the closing of the the attitude yeah. era because by that time he was five time champion. Yeah, and he and he had to keep reiterating it that he was the five time champion. And, and you have people out like Jay Lethal who couldn't do what Jay Lethal does without you know, Booker paving that path for him right. to be the type of character that he is. And of course, you know, Jay is probably more influenced by Macho Man, but And Ric Flair. Yeah. You know, but Rick, right, but his Ric Flair impression is fucking spot on. Well, right. Macho Man is he gonna Flair do that without Booker feel, that's still funny to me though. Doing what Booker still- did first? Because without Booker coming along, Harlem Heat and those guys kick kicking that door down opening those doors for black entertainers to be not just, and this used to drive me crazy. So please nobody take this the wrong way. But one of the things that drove me crazy during that era and earlier eras was that promoters always had black wrestlers as one of three things. They were either the gangbanger, they were the shuck and jive or they were the pimp. Yep, that drove me crazy. That you could not have characters like Booker T. You couldn't have mm-hmm. characters like Jay Lethal. You couldn't have characters like you couldn't have a black character like Hogan. You couldn't have a black character like The Rock and Roll Express. They didn't allow it, and that drove me crazy because there were so many wrestlers that could have been much more than what they were. Right, yeah. you, you and stuff like the whole train. And I'm like, yeah. did they really just? Yeah, do it, it, I mean, what I'm saying, like the whole train, but it was the fact that it was the whole train. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, damn, they made you look, a pimp. We, we talking about a time where things were a lot completely. Like, yeah, we yeah. can look at it now. Well, you still could have. You, you still could have cringe. You know, you still could have developed wrestlers 
mean, much more personas, their personas, better stuff than what you allowed them to do. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, there were some shitty white characters too. I mean, it's, it's well, there was, but I mean, oh, uh, what was it? What like Beaver, like Beaver cleavage? <laughs> the Jesus. fucking Repo Man. The Repo Man, right? <laughs> but you know what? Brawler, Brawler made a hell of a career. Oh, he was the he being was the, the jobber. ultimate jobber. He was the yeah. jobber supreme. <laughs> Like he, like, he made a career out of taking ass whoopers. Like, every now and then when they need somebody to get over there, it's like, mm, who we got? It's like, let's bring in the jobber. Oh, I mean, repo, uh, Brooklyn Brawler. Just paid to get your ass whooped. <laughs> there so, is, um, all he did. I just read an article, and I can't remember the guy's name. Um, you always seen him, um, Back in the day, and even going forward, uh, they were the two police officer wrestlers, the jobbers. Oh yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. This guy, you know, he uh, Dango? something along the way. Um, but anyways, he was talking about somebody asked him, you know, why did you always want to be the jobber when you could have done so much more? And the guy told her. He's like, I was perfectly content with my position within that company. He's like, doing that allowed me to buy three houses, two boats, and a vacation home in the Bahamas. He's like, I'm 68 years old now, and I lay on the beach whenever I want. Oh, you talking about an old guy, old guy. Yeah, yeah. Like he was, it it was two white dudes. They were always like the state patrol. They were like officer one or two or something. Um, and they always wrestled against like Ricky Steamboat and Tito Santana and yeah. stuff like that. What that what that does for them is when they're the jobber, it's they don't they get paid. Yeah, they get paid enough without yeah. having to live up to the hype. Well, he didn't, and that was the thing. He's like, I could have been any exactly. He's like, but I was perfectly content just doing this, and you know, it bought me three houses, two boats, and a and a you know a retirement thing in the Bahamas and now I lay on the beach in the Caribbean. I mean let's face it not everybody can be uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson or Stone Cold or Booker T or Triple H. None of them can be in that level of can live to that level of of fame Yeah, and keep it there because look at how many iterations of a character they had to get to to get to that point. Yeah. I mean you know uh, what was what was Stone Stone Cold's was uh before he became Stone Cold he was a uh, what was it Stunning Steve or something like that I mean like it was so weird the, the, he was in the tag team and it was weird because it was weird oh yeah he was uh, yeah Stunning Steve Austin uh him and yeah Herman were the Hollywood Blondes yeah Hollywood Blondes and it was so weird seeing him with hair yeah <laughs> you see older people you be like Stone Cold had hair yeah. it it's weird it's it yeah. was completely weird so ah. Uh, before we get out of here, um, CJ, I want to know who was your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers of the Attitude Era? Of the Attitude Era? Yeah. Who was your Mount Rushmore? Um, I think just off the top of my head without thinking about it, obviously you got Undertaker, you can have Rock. You're going to have Austin and probably Triple H, I think. Those are the four guys that just 
I think carried that company. Um, Cena was the number one guy for a long time, but I think without Cena, they do okay. I think without the four I just named, the Attitude Era just is not what it it, it would not. I don't think it would have been. I don't been. think the WWE is what it is, Attitude Era or not, without those yeah, because you still you still had the Legendary Era, which was the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. But Attitude Era would not, the, the WWE would not be what it is today yeah. without the Attitude Era. That's just right. what it is. I mean, yeah. it, it's no shade to Hogan and and Macho Man because yeah. they owned that era. That was a that was the the superstar era, but yeah. the Attitude Era brought a whole nother level of fame, infamy, uh, charisma, Mike Hanley, just yeah. all out damage and destruction, yeah. you know, to to the game, and it made people watch because let's face. When you're bringing Mike Tyson in, who was at the, at the time at the height of his game, mm-hmm. you know, and when you bring people in, like at the Wrestle uh, pay per view at that time, you were buying WrestleMania, right? You you, if like you got mad people. if you if you got mad because you just bought the Tyson fight and he won in in, in less than a round, but they had a <laughs> WrestleMania, you were buying <laughs> WrestleMania because you got like a three out two to three hour uh, a yeah. show. You got a show. Tyson will always get my respect because that first Tyson and Holyfield fight, I made so much money off of Holyfield. <laughs> I was in a room. Y'all are going to laugh at this. My buddy Mo held a pay-per-view party. I was the only white dude in a house full of about 50 people. I had a $50 bet with every single person in that room. Because white boy don't know nothing about rest about boxing. White boy is crazy. White boy is insane. White boy is stupid. He thinks Holyfield gonna be Tyson. Tyson ain't gonna lose. I was like Tyson ain't built to buy a real boxer. I gave him all the reasons. I was crazy. I was stupid. When Tyson lost that fight, <laughs> they were ready to lynch my ass. <laughs> okay. Twenty five hundred bucks in cash. I walked out with it. That second fight come around, went right back to Mo's house and said, who want to bet? Ain't one of them boys take a bet with me because they knew I was, you know, and and, and I, I love Tyson for that. Like, thank you. Like, you know, you made me. Uh, but, Tyson made for, but, but let's face it, Tyson made for interesting. Oh, I know. Uh, he definitely sure. made for interesting. Really whether it was one round or three, yeah. Tyson made for an interesting match. Sure. He made and he still does. He still yeah. does. I mean, Tyson is that that boy on the airplane found out real quick. <laughs> How dumb you gotta be? Look, it is one thing to shit talk Mike Tyson. Don't sh- don't, but don't talk shit to Mike Tyson. <laughs> he threw a bottle of water in Tyson's face. That's what set Tyson off. As Tyson yeah. told him to shut up, and he stood up and he threw a water bottle at Tyson. How dumb do you gotta be to throw a goddamn bottle of water at Mike Tyson? Yeah. Every person in America, <laughs> every every person in America said the same thing. You a damn fool. No. Yeah, you like fool. <laughs> you throw something at Tyson and run. You don't do it where you can't run. <laughs> like, like, you, are you, trapped, you are trapped in a cylinder tube thousands yeah. of feet in the air. Yeah, you are not yeah, there's, yeah. No, there is yeah. no air marshal that's gonna help you. <laughs> There's nobody like that's gonna be like you had that you coming, bro. I don't feel bad for you. I really don't like 
you know, and he and um, he was just he was just grinning and laughing about it. I'm like, okay, he told you to leave him alone. Next, you know, Tyson was railing into him, short little bursts. I'm like, you know what? That's what your ass get. There was an incident way back, and you didn't hear about this because he wasn't famous at the time. But when Mayweather was first coming up out of Flint, he went to a strip club. It was LTS. It was the name of the strip club. He had ten thousand dollar chain in. He walked out. Had four or five bodyguards with him at the time. His daddy was with him. Some dude snatched his chain, tried to run. Bodyguard picked him up, slammed the dude on his head. They kicked his ass in the parking lot. Whole big news story in Flint, Michigan about, you know, the old Floyd, you know, people beat this guy's ass in the parking lot. Well, you snatched dude's chain when he had three bodyguards that were the size of fucking Omis with him. The hell did you think was gonna happen? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> like you had that coming, bro. Like, you know, they could have shot you and nobody would have blinked an eye. And Flint, like, right. you know, you only got an ass whipping. Like, okay, you, you better take it home. Like, you know, <laughs> it's it's Mayweather. Yeah, like it's Floyd Mayweather. Even he wasn't forty nine. No, at the time, I think he was like eighteen and zero at the time, fifteen and zero, yeah, something like just that. coming up the game, but. He was still Floyd Mayweather. People knew him. He was still a three-time Golden Gloves champion. His daddy was still, you know, Floyd Sr. They were well-known in Flint. It wasn't like nobody knew who Floyd was. You know, they knew who Floyd was in high school. Floyd was a celebrity, okay? So it wasn't like he was snatching the chain of just anybody. Dude knew. So whatever, like, you know. Well, CJ, it's the end of the show. <laughs> Where can they find you? Um, just type in this right here, Music God CJ playing, and um, it'll be everything's on YouTube now, basically. But um, I have Riot on the set media dot rocks as well. Um, that we're redoing and all of that. So uh, that's mainly where uh, we have the new podcast, the Racket Brackets, where. We gonna bring on. I got a comic book one for you, bro. It's yeah, a, uh, me I got. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you my. I should be open yeah. after this week. Yeah. I should be open. Uh, I should have an opening this uh, week. After this week. Yeah, we're gonna do wrestling ones. We're gonna do music ones. We're gonna do movie ones. TV shows. We're just gonna take really crazy stuff. I have a, a big. It's I think wheelofnames.com or something. You put everything in there. You just spin and give you a name. You spin, give you a name. So it's going to be random. I don't know. It isn't me picking the brackets. You could end up with anybody. I mean, you could end up with Ric Flair versus, you know, The Rock in the first round. And at that point, you just kind of got to go with it. And, um, you just, you know, that you make for an interesting concept that I have that I'm playing with. And I'm going that's what I'm, I'm saying. Mean, you just have a first you after the show. I ask, I ask you after the show. Um, DC. Where can they find you, my brother? Everywhere. That's all I'm going to say about that. If you don't know by now, I'm tired of talking, and I ain't got shit else to say to you, and that's all I got to say about that. Old <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the... Right. <laughs> Sans mm-hmm. belt. I thought I was expecting the belt to come out on that on that promo hit. I, it just... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Find uh... me if not. They ain't been listening. I'm tired of talking to them. What we got for tomorrow? What we got for tomorrow? Season finale. 
Season five is ending tomorrow night. Kicking ass, taking names later. The last five seasons, season six is about to get a whole lot crazier. (laughs) Oh, man. I love seeing you blow up, man. Like, it's it's cold. Oh, March, June 17th. I just got we the flyer. There's a, there's a special event going on. I can't say nothing about it yet because it ain't my deal. Just know uh, next month is about to be crazy. We got Queenish and Kingish coming back. Season six starts June something or rather. Just know next month is about to be date, crazy. Date, date, tentative date. We just can't think of it right now. <laughs> July. Oh, no, I got the dates for Queenish and Kingish. I know when those are. Uh, July 26th. That week or the week before, two year anniversary of what the shit. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, we got a, we got a, we just celebrated our two year anniversary back in April, but we are coming up on our one hundredth episode pretty soon. So stay tuned for that. Congratulations. Uh, and in all, in lieu of that, you can catch me here, Blurred's Eye View on IG. You'll find the link tree there as well. That tells you everywhere you can go to. You can check us out on iHeartRadio as well. And Opulence Radio, our new partnership with them. And as I said with every show, remember to educate yourself and others, entertain yourself and others, and most of all, encourage yourself and others. And when you have something nice to say about somebody, damn it, say it. And then encourage yourself. But until then, when we turn in next Tuesday, well, this Thursday, because we're doing a, uh, I got a special uh, spoiler review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Tune in for that this Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Same time, same place. And as always, we will see you on the other side when we talk to other blurs and nerds about the things that only we can. This is Chris Fury, your man on the wall, and we are out of here.